This is the Monitoring and Evaluation Boost with Godfrey Sincaba. Every week, we share tips and practical stories to help you master the monitoring and evaluation job and perform it to your best. If you haven't yet, please take a moment to hit that subscribe button so you're automatically updated about new episodes. And that way, you can continue to grow your m and career every day. It also helps to show your support to this podcast and improve its ranking on the platform. We really appreciate that effort. Now, let's get started. Episode 21, Mastering, Monitoring, and Evaluation Training Workshops. 10 Tips to Plan Them Better. The success of monitoring and evaluation training workshops centers on thorough planning. By investing time and effort in crafting a comprehensive agenda, tailoring activities to participants' needs, and fostering an environment conducive to collaboration and learning, you pave the way for M&D training workshops that not only educate, but also inspire and empower participants. Hi. My name is Godfrey Senkaba, founder and host the Monitoring and Evaluation Boost podcast. I specialize in helping both new and experienced professionals in monitoring and evaluation grow and thrive in their roles. Look, the world of monitoring and evaluation can be challenging to navigate. And unfortunately, many professionals in this field struggle to achieve their career goals as a result. That is why I am here to support you in mastering the complexities of monitoring and evaluation and achieve meaningful impact in your work. Today, I'm diving into the world of monitoring and evaluation or M&E workshops, those crucial gatherings where teams come together to design a project, review a project, assess progress, analyze data, and chart the course ahead among others. Whether you are a seasoned evaluator or a young or emerging evaluator, or just dipping your toes in M&E, I've got you covered with 10 invaluable tips. Plan your workshops better. So grab your notebox and let's get started. The M&E training workshops, what are they? For starters, a common role and crucial responsibility in many monitoring and evaluation job descriptions is building capacity of project staff and other stakeholders on monitoring and evaluation aspects. This responsibility involves equipping project staff with the necessary knowledge, skills, and tools to effectively monitor and evaluate their work throughout the project cycle. Do monitoring and evaluation workshops have to be face-to-face? Not necessarily. There are three major categories of M&D trainings. One we call asynchronous training, where you deliver an M&D training from a distance, likely through an online platform. You could record an M&D training and participants do it at their preferred times or designated time period. In such a training format, there is no real-time interaction between you, the facilitator, and the trainees. For us who work in non-profits, global non-profits, Perhaps your headquarters are in the United Kingdom and you have projects spread all over the globe. So with asynchronous training, you pre-record it and then participants all over the globe in your network will log in at a time you appoint to the assignments. They can ask you questions, but you only answer them later. Number two, synchronous training. This is still part of the training that we deliver at a distance. So with synchronous training, 
you deliver an M&D training to participants from a distance, but in real time. This is more or less a face-to-face training, but delivered online. If you're based in South Africa and you have mostly Southern African countries or East Africa or wherever really these countries are, and project staff will sign on to your training at a time that you appoint, and you will also be there as a facilitator. You will be delivering it in real time. Participants get to engage in the M&E training activities in real time. They will ask you questions in real time and you will answer them in real time. That is synchronous training. Most of us are familiar or perhaps have already engaged in the third format, which is popular. We call it face-to-face M&E training. So face-to-face M&E trainings have several options. Training could be a training workshop, could be an instructor-led classroom or on-the-job training. It could be a one-to-one instruction, could be coaching and mentoring among several. Which is your favorite face-to-face M&D training option? Which one are you familiar with? Which one are you comfortable with? Which one do you really prefer? I do not have enough time in this episode to discuss all the various ways of building capacity of project staff on monitoring and evaluation. For this reason, I have chosen to focus on M&D training workshops. Perhaps you are familiar with the concept training. How about workshop and as applied to training? Scott Chapalowe and Jay Brandley Cousins in 2016 published their book titled Monitoring and Evaluation Training, a Systematic Approach. In this book, they define workshops as a form of interactive group training that combines the strength of an instructor-led classroom-style training with hands-on experiential learning opportunities. Yes, workshops combine the strength of an instructor-led classroom-style training with hands-on experiential learning opportunities. You probably notice that Scott and Brandley's definition of workshops puts emphasis on trainee participation, discussion, and applied practical activities rather than passive listening to a lecture or presentation the whole time. Take a moment to reflect on the most recent M&D training workshop you attended. Was it delivered in such a way that encouraged your participation or discussion or engagement in the different activities? Did you spend most of the time listening to the presenter? Was it presentation after presentation with no time for you to engage with the presenter or materials presented or with fellow trainees on the training content? Okay, if your answer to all of these questions is yes, probably you didn't have a good experience as a trainee. Sorry, you wouldn't call this an M&D training workshop by Scott and Brandley's definition of a workshop. How about you as a facilitator? Take a minute to reflect on the last M&D training workshop that you designed, co-facilitated. How did you plan this workshop? Did you intentionally include methods and activities to engage your participants? Did you rely on your subject matter expertise or facilitation skills in framing the workshop objectives or sessions or delivery methods? Which methods do you engage? Which methods did you use to engage participants? Of course, you are the best judge of whether your last M&D training workshop was effective or not. Send me a note about your experience with the last workshop that you designed and delivered. Perhaps your reflection of effectiveness of the last M&D training workshop that you led or attended lacked focus, lacked value add, and you're not so sure how participants evaluated the success of that workshop. 
Focus of the M&D training workshops. The M&D training workshops encompasses a wide array of topics and skills essential for effective monitoring and evaluation practices. Here is a breakdown of some of the key areas typically covered in M&D trainings. Number one, M&D methodologies. This includes an overview of the different M&D approaches and methodologies, such as the logical framework analysis, results-based management, and theory of change. Participants learn how to select and adapt methodologies to suit the specific needs and context of their projects. Number two, data collection techniques. Training on data collection covers various methods for gathering quantitative and qualitative data, including surveys, interviews, focus group discussions, observations, and document reviews. Participants learn how to design data collection tools, conduct fieldwork, and ensure data quality and validity. Number three, an M&D training can focus on indicator development. Indicators are essential for measuring progress and outcomes in M&D. Participants learn how to develop smart indicators. By smart, we mean specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. Participants learn how to develop smart indicators that align with project goals and objectives. This includes defining indicators, setting targets, and establishing baseline data. Number four, as a focus of M&D training workshops, data analysis. Training in data analysis equips participants with skills to process, analyze, and interpret M&D data effectively. This may involve techniques such as descriptive statistics, inferential statistics, data visualization, and qualitative coding. Participants learn how to derive insights from data to inform decision-making and program improvement. Another focus of M&D training workshops can be reporting. Effective reporting is crucial for communicating M&D findings to stakeholders and informing decision-making. Participants learn how to prepare clear, concise, and actionable M&D reports that highlight key findings, trends, lessons learned, and recommendations. This includes formatting reports for different audiences and purposes. Again, there are so many focus areas for M&D trainings. It all depends on the business need of your project, of your organization. So the specific focus of an M&D training workshop shapes the knowledge, the skills, and competences participants acquire ultimately influencing the extent to which they leverage M&D practices, achieve meaningful outcomes, and of course, drive organizational excellence. Let me now reiterate the benefits of M&D training workshops. The benefits of M&D training workshops can be viewed from the angle of the M&D training. The workshops, if this is the preferred delivery format, and if delivered well, only amplify the benefits of training on M&D to a project or the organization. In general, M&D training often emphasizes broader capacity building efforts aimed at promoting a culture of monitoring and evaluation within the project or the organization. This involves instilling a mindset of evidence-based decision-making and continuous learning among staff members at all levels. The key components of this culture shift may include by culture shift and meaning as espoused in the M&D training and all most likely delivered through the workshops. Number one, promoting accountability. 
This includes emphasizing the importance of accountability for achieving project goals and delivering results. It involves fostering a sense of ownership and responsibility among project staff for their M&D activities. Number two, most important, encouraging learning and adaptation. I'm talking about how you can achieve culture shift in the organization as you do the training. Encouraging learning and adaptation, cultivating a learning-oriented approach where mistakes are viewed as opportunities for improvement and innovation. Participants are encouraged to reflect on their M&D practices, identify areas of growth, and adapt their M&D approaches based on lessons learned. Another benefit of M&D training workshop is building partnerships and collaboration. This includes fostering communication and cooperation among the different stakeholders, both within and outside the organization. So by addressing these various aspects of M&D training, organizations can build the capacity of their staff to implement robust monitoring and evaluation systems that drive continuous improvement and enhance project effectiveness. But do M&D training workshops often provide these benefits to staff and project or organizations all the time? Well, the workshop format usually takes more time to prepare and requires facilitation skills in addition to subject matter expertise. Sometimes we may not have the capacity to design and implement a good workshop, good by the standards that have already defined. Sometimes we may not have good enough participants. Sometimes participants may not be ready to attend a workshop. They will only comply to a directive that they attend a workshop. Quite often, especially for nonprofits, staff time is competed for. Staff are busy doing several tasks. So our experiences with M&D training workshops vary widely. Here are some of the tips for conducting M&D training workshops more effectively. Tip number one, define clear objectives. First things first, establish clear objectives for your M&D training workshop. What do you want participants to take away at the end? What do you hope to achieve? Are you willing to analyze the program impact, identify areas of improvement, or foster team collaboration? Define these goals early. Keep the workshop focused and productive. Recently, I provided an M&D training workshop in one of the countries in Southern Africa. This workshop was part of rolling out a new program, and I had to train participants on the program's monitoring and evaluation framework. What was my purpose? My purpose was to facilitate a shared understanding among program participants on the program's monitoring and evaluation framework, enabling them to apply its principles for effective implementation. I split the purpose into four distinct objectives. One, on capacity building. To equip program staff and stakeholders with knowledge and skills in the program M&D framework, including methods, tools, and best practices. Number two, clarity and alignment. Ensure clear understanding of program objectives, expectations, and key performance indicators, emphasizing their role in supporting program management. Number three, standardization. Establish uniform procedures and guidelines for consistent data collection in routine monitoring and surveys within M&D processes. Number four, integration of digital platforms. Enhance understanding and integration of various digital platforms while delineating partners' roles and responsibilities in M&D data management and utilization. 
this objective focused on helping everybody understand the digital platforms that we'll use for collecting data, analyzing data, assessing the data, and reporting on the data. Tip number two, know your audience. Understand who will be attending the workshop, from program managers to field staff and to stakeholders. In the project I described earlier, I attracted the program implementation staff, like the manager, the technical officers, the M&D officers, the partners for that project, and the country program staff. Once you understand and identify your stakeholders for whom the objectives have been designed, you'll be able to tailor the content and activities to their needs and expert levels. Why? Because this will help you to ensure engagement and relevance throughout the session. Tip number three, create a detailed agenda. So tip number one was clarifying objectives. Number two, understanding your audience. Number three, the agenda. Create a detailed agenda. Craft a detailed agenda outlining the topics to be covered sessions and allocate discussion periods. Share this agenda with the participants beforehand to set expectations and allow any necessary preparation. The key point to take away is that the agenda should align to the objectives. The best way is to get every single objective and unpack it into sessions. Tip number four, mix your methods. Keep participants engaged by incorporating a variety of interactive methods such as group discussions, case studies, role plays, and hands-on exercises. This diversity fosters active learning and ensures different learning styles are accommodated. Remember, not every participant is familiar with programming. Some of the project staff are too new to development programming itself. Others are coming from school. Others have a lot of experience. So ensure that you have different methods. Our learning styles are different. So the best is that you mix up these methods, especially on day one on day two. If it's a five-day workshop, then you can adjust as you go. But at least on the first two days, you really should know the kind of participants that you're having and what methods are rhyming with them. Tip number five, gather relevant data. Gather relevant data and insights prior to the workshop to inform discussion and decision-making. This include program reports, survey results, and feedback from beneficiaries. Having this information on hand enriches the workshop discussion and enhances their effectiveness. For the workshop I did, I made sure that I read about the country where I'm going, programs that were implementing, and several M&D practices and tools that that country is using. The program had already started off about six months, so read about what they had accomplished so that I'm able to integrate that in the training workshop. So read about the country. Collect enough information to give you clues on who your participants are, what their capacity is, and what you can build on. Tip number six, allocate ample time for reflection. Never underestimate the power of reflection. Allocate time throughout the workshop for participants to digest the information. Share insights and reflection on their experiences. This promotes deeper understanding and foster critical thinking. Let it not be one session after the other, one session without breaks. Build in your agenda, pause times after the presentation, whether it's a PowerPoint presentation, having some question and answer. Let participants have time to reflect. Don't have sessions continuously for three hours. Best one and a half hour 
ensure that there are enough breaks because with the breaks, people get the opportunity to reflect. Ensure that you mix up your activities and the methods you are using. I always like to have group discussions after a presentation. By doing this, participants have time to reflect and discuss and digest the material provided and bounce off ideas with colleagues before they come back in a plenary. Number seven, foster collaboration and communication. Encourage collaboration and open communication among participants. Create a supportive environment where ideas can be freely shared, questions can be asked, and challenges can be addressed. This collective effort leads to richer discussion and more holistic solutions. Work with others. Ensure you are collaborating. In the workshop that I'm referencing for this podcast, I worked with a lot of people, a lot of co-facilitators. In fact, I not only provided sessions for staff who I work with at global level, but I also ensure that we have sessions where the local staff will take leadership for some sessions. Others co-facilitated with us. Tip number eight, use the workshop as an opportunity for skill building and capacity development. Offer training sessions on relevant M&D tools, techniques, and methodologies. You are an M&D specialist, officer, director, or consultant, and this is an M&D training. Ensure that what you're going to train on is relevant to the implementation of your M&D system, to the implementation of the M&D framework, and to the achievement of the M&D goals. We expect you will be training on relevant M&D tools, M&D techniques, or methodologies when you empower program staff on M&E, you provide them an opportunity to enhance their skills and definitely their ability to contribute effectively to future evaluations. Tip number nine, incorporate technology wisely. Leverage technology to enhance the workshop experience, whether through online collaboration platforms, data visualization tools, or digital polling apps. If these are available, please use them. It's important to incorporate technology, but also use it wisely. Don't make this a show, like a show of strength or how how skilled you are in data visualization. Don't forget the purpose. You're there to improve their skills. You're there to help them learn better how to improve their program. Be mindful not to let technology overshadow the human connection. In other words, strike a balance that promotes engagement and efficiency. Finally, number 10, evaluate. Don't forget to evaluate the workshop itself. Gather feedback from participants on what worked well and areas for improvement. Use this feedback to iterate and refine your approach for future workshops, ensuring continuous learning and growth. It's a good practice before the workshop and the start of the workshop to give a pre-workshop assessment. Many times people will say, Tell us your expectations. Others take another approach. They only ask about expectations and participants who write on sticky notes. Then you go through the expectations and then come back to them at the end of the workshop just to see whether you are able to meet participants' expectations. Others will be formal, write a five-point checklist to gauge their level of knowledge on particular topics that you're going to discuss. Others will use smileys, give you three smileys, one that is gloomy, <laughs> one that's neutral, another one that is smiley, to indicate where participants are on a particular topic, what is their level of knowledge or their familiarity. Irrespective of the method that you use, use the feedback to iterate and refine your approach for future workshops and ensure continuous learning and growth. 
There you are, my friends. 10 tips to plan your workshops better. Number one, define clear objectives. Number two, know your audience. Number three, create a detailed agenda. Number four, mix up your methods. Number five, gather relevant data. Number six, allocate ample time for reflection. Number seven, foster collaboration and communication. Number eight, provide opportunity for skill building. Number nine, incorporate technology wisely. And lastly, 10, evaluate the workshop. Incorporating these strategies will help you maximize the impact of your workshops and drive meaningful change in your project, in your organization, or in your client organizations. That's it for today. Thank you for tuning in to the Monitoring and Evaluation Boost podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please be sure to subscribe for more insights on monitoring and evaluation. Until next time, keep evaluating, keep learning, and keep making a difference. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Monitoring and Evaluation Boost with Godfrey Senkaba. Please let us know your comments or any topics you would like to hear. And please check out our website, www.mandeboost.com. If you have comments about this episode or experiences you would like to share regarding the ideas discussed in this podcast, please let us know. Again, please visit our website to share. That's www.mandeboost.com. Thank you.